Last time, Galaxy Mimi and Dave killed a bunch of goblins outside of the cave. They tracked the mysterious stranger too. Jared also shows up at the last minute to lend a helping hand. The goblin captain named Beverf had a teddy bear on him, and the group suspects that the mayor's missing children may be inside the cave as well, as the missing items from the town. Inside the cave, Galaxy sets off a rolling boulder trap that the group easily dodges. They also find the mayor's children and all of the missing items from Westman. The gang brings the kids and the gold back to Westman. A celebration that night is held in their honor. Greg, the teenage deputy, tries to dance with the girls, but before he can, someone screams out, "Dragon!" Ooh, so why can't you hear a pterodactyl when it goes to the bathroom? It's because the pee is silent. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Welcome, everyone, to Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. We've got our guest player with us today, John Murphy. John, thanks for joining. Thank you. He's going to be playing our favorite halfling cleric, Dave. So, a couple or things. Or Jillian. Or Jillian. But That's for girls. If once we have our first girl guest, they will they will play Jillian. We'll give you a. I'm still not married to that name, Jillian, for the girl. I feel like that we can do better than we'll that. We'll give it. If, if there's a first girl, we'll give it a round of applause. Okay. Well, we can give everybody a round of applause. Let's give John a round of applause. Yay, John. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So John's a, a, another old friend of mine that we're having on. Uh, we've been playing um, paper, pencil, RPGs, and tabletop games for decades now. Yep, decades, literally. And John also has the distinction of uh, writing all the music for us. So, girls, what do we say to John? Thank, Thank you. you. Gracias. You're welcome. Gracias. Gracias. And he's going to have some new music that I'm hoping to work into Ooh. today's episode as well when we get around to, to editing it. Yay. So... Girls, what happened last time? Do you remember? So last time, we ran into some goblins, and I found this cape and found the mayor's children and found a teddy bear, and got, Brady got one thing of gold, and then we came back, and it was a chocolate. And then, it was a chocolate gold, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> Jed tried to dance with us. Not Jed, no, it was oh, Greg. It was, oh, Greg. It was Greg that tried to <laughs> dance with you. What? <laughs> Greg, so Greg tried to dance with us. You don't get you talking about me. <laughs> what? And someone else yell, Dragon! That's right. That's right. We were in the middle of the celebration and a, tra- a dragon had shown up. So a couple things happened offline too is that we leveled up. We got to level two. I can turn into a bear and I got two like weapon almost. And then I can run 40 feet and... My what sort of weapons are claws and my teeth and things. Yep. And <laughs> I, She's I, so my excited. hit points. Take, take a breath. My hit points are thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah. Cause I don't. Nothing really happened to me. 30. Well, you got a new spell. Yeah. You got more hit points. I got. Oh wait, and I for my regular something languages for regular Mimi, just regular Mimi. She got. 18 points now, eight more than she normally had. 
That's just like beautiful. You have comprehend languages. Oh. <laughs> Here, I can, I can read comprehend languages too, if, real quick, if you want, but that's a new spell that you know. You ready? That, or that language. Comprehend languages. For the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. You also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. It takes about a minute to read one page of text. This spell doesn't decode secret messages in a text or a glyph, such as an arcane sigil that isn't part of a written language. So if someone is speaking a language that you don't understand, you can cast that spell and you can understand what they're saying to you. The burning hands or fireball is really good. Burning hands is really good. Yeah, we discovered that that is actually a ranged attack spell and it's a super duper kick butt spell that we hadn't been utilizing for you. And I could do three. Yeah, 3d6 points of damage, right? Oh, you can do. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got another spell slot. You can do three level one spells now per yeah, not per day. Cantrips. So, um, so let's talk about that because one of the because I know that not much changed with you being a wizard, but one of the things that did change was that you got this cool new thing called sculpt spells that comes in really handy for your burning hands. So, burning hands is basically a big flamethrower that you can shoot out flames from your hands at people fifteen feet in front of you, right? But the problem with that is that if Mimi and Dave are fighting a bunch of enemies and you try and use that spell, it would hit them too because it's a big flame burst. Yeah, please don't do that. So, But you have sculpt spells. So that means that you can now choose which up to two people that the spell won't affect. So even if they're in the middle of fighting a bunch of goblins or dragons or skeletons or what have you you can cast out your burning flames and you can shape the flames around them so they so they don't get hurt by it let's do it let's find some enemies and you can try it out now a whole lot of changes happened with dave's character but we went over with john beforehand um you got more hit points and you got some more um healing benefits because that's the direction that we chose to to make dave go into and you got a couple of new spells as well so we'll get into those in more detail as we try that out and See what happens with, with Dave as yep. we go. So I'm a doctor, Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Let's get this show on the road. Someone screams out, Dragon! And everyone in the town screams. There's a scratch on the record as the music stops. And everyone starts screaming and running in different directions. And most people are just in a panic. They're flat out running in all directions. Some people have even dropped to the ground and have like covered their heads and their their eyes and just started crying and wailing and they're not moving on the ground. They're they're just very, very frightened. I would just run. You're just gonna run? Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to change into a bear right now. Right now you're gonna change into a bear right now. <laughs> because if fire shoots out, I could just run away. Remember you can only change into an animal twice per day. Dang it. There's limits on how many times you can do so that. So I'm going to wait. You're going to hold off on that? Okay. I know what to do. What are you going to do? You're going to get close to the microphone. That's what you're going to do. Burning hands. <laughs> I'm, what, are you going to burn the people that are running around you? No. I'll, tell, I'll yell. Get out of the way! But there's, you can't see the dragon. The dragon's still up. It's dark out. The dragon's still up in the air flying around. We actually haven't seen it. Everyone is running around screaming or lying on the floor paralyzed with fear you see that the mayor is he's running and he's yelling but he seems to be a little bit more organized than than the other people so the mayor you saved his kids but why is but the mayor should be trying to like 
take care of his kids, like make sure they're safe. Well, he's trying to take care of the people right now. So one of the things that he's doing is he's yelling out to people, giving them directions on, on where to go. And it seems like that the mayor is yelling out to people, get to the shelters. And you don't know what these are, but it sounds like that this town has shelters that are built in somewhere to to protect the people. And that's where they should go during like storms or random dragon attacks. <laughs> So um, there's a couple of other people that are doing the same thing like the mayor is doing is like directing people to towards a certain direction. And you would assume that they're trying to direct people towards the shelters. You even see Guy running by and he's got his oar in his hands and he's telling people, follow me, follow me this way to the shelter. And you do notice that instead of the, the can on his head. Remember how when we met him in the fishing boat, he kicked over his, his bait can and he ended up with a, a bucket on his head. Well, he's upgraded it to a pan now. So it's a big, big cast iron pot with a handle sticking off of the side of it that he's wearing on top of his head. Um, I have a question. Sure. If we run with them, would the dragon get a free, like a free act? No, we're, we're not in combat right now. Yeah, so you're not fighting the dragon yet. Okay, so could we go to the shelter? I think we should help the people that are paralyzed yeah, on the ground. Yeah, then go to the shelter. So you think you're going you're gonna to run and follow Dave, or follow Guy towards the shelter, but on the way, try and pick up and try and get other people that are yeah, paralyzed That's on what the Dave's doing, is trying to help the people that are paralyzed in small. fear. I can still <laughs> nudge them along and give them just, words of encouragement. took on their... Their pants and, or shorts and say, this way! This way they take so, off well, their Dave, Dave, I think, is pretty charismatic, too. Jed is still with you as well. So Jed, um, so John, um, so Jed or Pan Jed, but we call him Jed. He's the big seven and a half foot dragonborn that okay. met up with us in the last adventure. Um, so he's, per, he's pretty darn strong. So he can pick people up as well. Okay, so he goes running by, and he scoops two people up off of the ground. He's, he's got like a married couple, and he's got one person under each arm. They look like little children in his big, scaled, clawed arms. Um, I'm yelling at a Jed. Put them down. They will be afraid of you. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so dragons... They cast out dragon fear. So like Dave's got that magical rod of dragon fear that he can use. So to duplicate what you're seeing right now, this is what happens to a bunch of people when dragon fear is cast. Everyone goes into a panic, but there's a couple of people that can resist it. So like the mayor and Guy um, and the three of you, um, you're still able to keep your wits about you. But everyone else, most people either paralyzed in fear or they're just running away, running away screaming in panic. But we don't even see the dragon yet. No, it's still flying way up in the air. The closest view that we got of the dragon was that um, the stars got blocked out by something big flying overhead. And the biggest thing is probably the dragon. Well, that it's guy a, probably it, is smaller. <laughs> it's a it's a big dragon. At least that's what you judge based off of how many stars were blocked out by its wingspan up in the air. So. There are more people. But There's we lots don't of people. Even know it for sure if it's a jack. Dragon. That's true. You haven't seen it. You just you just heard the swooping of wings. You just heard someone scream out oh. drag. We're assuming it's a dragon. Right. You're assuming it's a dragon. So are you going to try and save some people as we go? So I'm going to pick up. Oh, so but back to your question. So dragons they cast out dragon fear, but dragonborns like Jed 
they don't cast dragon fear. They're just like they're just like regular people that kind of look like dragons and have scales and claws. So he casts so the dragon dragon who's possibly in the sky probably cast it to make everyone go crazy. Correct. Yes. So yeah, so that's so everyone's going crazy like they had ca- dragon fear cast on them. We had someone yell out dragon and you know something really large is flying up above in the sky. So even though you haven't seen a dragon, it's probably a good indication that there's a dragon that's up there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so what? Okay, so I'm going to go and pick someone who okay. has a baby. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, okay, you're going to find someone that has a baby. Okay. So are you going to pick them up or just pick the baby up? And Okay, let's have you do a strength check. How about no, that? No, what I'm going to... If my strength's really good, I'm going to pick her up. But if it's kind of bad, I'm just going to lead her to a good place. Okay. Well, yeah, roll a strength check. Let's see how you do. Wait, is it the eight? No, D20. D20. Eight. You got an eight? Okay. And do you, what's your strength modifier? Um, plus one. Plus one, so you got a nine. Okay, so you're not strong enough to lift the mother up, but you can... You do lift the baby out. Why do I do that? Because then the mother's just going to think, why are you stealing my baby? Well, that, that helps to... Well, let me finish. For that, so, it helps so you are able to, to pick the baby up out of her arms, and that wakes the mom up a little bit, and she starts to, she starts to follow you um, with her baby in your arms. So you're going towards the shelter, following Guy, following the other people. You've got a baby in your arms, and the mother is, is latched onto your, onto your arm, scared. But, but she's coming with you. All right, Galaxy, what are you doing? You're going to try and do the same thing, but maybe not look for a baby to steal? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will not steal a baby. I will get a ton of uh, a group of people and lead them to the shelter. Okay. So you're going to just try and find yeah. as many people as you can say, come with me, come with me. I'll, sh- I'll lead you to the shelter. Bird, I really like your idea, so I'm going to give you advantage on that. I want you to roll persuasion. That's under your skills. It's near the bottom. It's a 20. Yep. Better. Roll a t- D20, roll it twice, and pick the higher of the two. Nine. You got nine. Okay. Well, despite that low roll, you get like 20 people to follow after you. Pretty yeah, good. that's pretty good. No, they just did not need a lot of encouragement to go to the shelter. They're like, Dragon, I'm out of here. Where do I go? And you're like, this way. And they're like, cool. <laughs> All right, Dave. So you're you're a little you're a three foot tall halfling. Yep. Do you want to try and pick anyone up? No, I'm just gonna <laughs> run around quoting scriptures, trying to incite courage into those that are weak and you on the ground. You could grab a baby. Okay. You could. Grab I, I could baby. steal a baby, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or a baby crying on the I ground. I did not steal a baby. We know. We know. Dave, why don't you roll a persuasion skill check as well? So I got a three and I got a three on my persuasion. So that would be six total. Six. Okay. All right. Um, despite also having a low roll, low roll, these people don't need much persuasion to get moving. So you get about 10 people to, to wow. follow you. So I think we should make sure that we're the last in to make sure everyone else is safe before we go into the shelters. Okay. Now I am not going to steal a baby. I'm going to lead a group. All right. So you start running. You're following. You each have people following you. And in some cases, like Galaxy, you have a lot of people that are following you. And you get led. You follow Guy and the group of people that he has with them. And he leads you to the edge of town. And there are really old, ancient stone ruins that he brings you to. 
uh, with lots of overgrowth of vines and moss covering all of the stonework, but the stonework still seems really solid and really well made. Um, it looks like something that, that might have been carved by um, ancient elves or, or ancient dwarves, but it's really, really old. So they're kind of like the nuclear fallout shelters for this town. But right. for dragons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so everyone, so big, huge staircase, probably like 20, 20 feet wide. And all the people that are with you and all the people that Guy had, they all they all go down. It eventually leads down into this, this stone cavern with large stone pillars that are holding up in this gigantic room that you're all in. Um, it's dark, but people had brought torches that were thinking, and they started lighting the the, uh, the sconces. Wait, am I in there too? Yep, you're in there too. I'm going to cast my dancing light spell so that we can see. We okay. have night vision though, yep. so we don't need But the, a lot of the people in here don't have night vision. Okay, so you cast dancing lights, and you sh- send those out, um, and that lights up the room too, and that makes people feel better because there's more light. They're feeling safer, and that's when you guys hear the roar again. You hear this so everyone's in the shelter, and when you are about to go back out, because you had said that you wanted to go out and try and find more people to bring in, that's when you hear the f- the breath of the dragon come out, and it's not fire; um, it's kind of a like almost like a fire hose sound of like. There's <laughs> probably not a great description of it. Um, it's I'm not I'm not quite sure how to describe because this is this is actually a black dragon. And black dragons, instead of fire, they they shoot out acid from their oh. mouth. Ooh, that's even worse. So it's just like a huge stream of acid that shoots out of this dragon's mouth, and you see it. You get a glimpse of it. Right, you know, you're on the at the top of the stairs, about ready to leave the shelter, and you get a glimpse of it up in the air, flying over, and it. You see its belly, its chest swell up. And you see its eyes glow a little bit in the moonlight. And this gout of whitish, yellowish, gross acid shoots out of its mouth and hits the the Jester Tavern and destroys it and completely decimates the tree and everything else around it. So that was Mary and Helm Buckman's home and their business is now completely destroyed. Having seen this... You're probably second guessing about going back out and finding more people because the dragon is actively attacking the town. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea either. What if Jed went out? Is he pretty fast? The dragon or Jed? Jed. Jed is he's about he's about as fast as you are. How fast is the dragon? Very fast because it can fly. Oh no, that won't work. Then. Right. I have an idea. It's my sleep spell. You want to try and put the dragon to sleep? Yeah, for like one minute. So we can just get as much as we like. Come, come, come. Or we could even kill the dragon when he's asleep. Um, you should know, your characters would know that this big of a dragon, you are not prepared for. This is not a fight that you can win. And they probably don't have any ballistas or any kind of dragon fighting weapons in this town either. No, it's been it's been hundreds and hundreds of years since a dragon has been seen. In this area of the world, especially a dragon this large. So it's either this is a dragon that has swooped in from a new area or this is a super duper ancient dragon that is just awoken. Well, didn't someone say they can speak dragon? Yeah, we did. I can. I think you should try to yell and speak dragon and bargain with it and see what it wants. Well, guy comes up to you 
So you so you went up to the top of the stairs and you looked out and you saw that the dragon was attacking the town. So you went you went back down into the shelter to try and talk about and assess your options. And that's when Guy comes up to you, and he's he's got his Wait, which one Guy. He was the the, the chubby no, fisherman. No, no, who's talking? Like going up to? Oh, he can't. Uh, guy comes up to all three of you. He comes up to your group. Well, I guess I should say all four of you. So the three of you and Jed. Guy walked up to the four of you. I'm trying to remember the voice that I did for Guy. It was it was kind of like Greg, only not as much cracking. He's like, hey, guys. um, So I don't think we should have anybody else going out there right now. Um, and I'll, I can keep the people safe, but I wonder if... Uh, Maybe we should try and find a back door out of this out of this place to see if we can get the people away from away from town further. Would you be willing to go take a take a look in the caverns to see if there's a, another way out of here? Well, let's go run to the back of the cavern and see if we can't find a passage. Oh wait, do you have any torches so you can see it? Um, no. Well, there there are torches on the walls in the sconces, so I just grab a torch. Yep, you can just grab one. Um, and we can. Or you can keep casting your dancing light spell, and we can see by that way too. Well, I don't want to make it so light that if we wake something. Well, let's just go touch the walls and see if we can't feel any air coming out of. Yeah, there's plenty of torches. Plenty of torches. Yeah, I'm gonna. But we still have night. That's true. Take a torch for. Jed grabs a torch off of the wall. Dave grabs a torch, although he has to jump to get it. Yep. Because <laughs> he's because he's short. He's short. He's he's a halfling, three feet tall. Hey, got your burp in. Yay, right. guy. He's like, don't worry, I'll protect the people up here. No, that's not the right voice. Just... <laughs> so, uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll protect the people up here. That's totally. That's totally not. That's totally Greg. I. That's that's Greg. Okay. Uh-huh. No, it's like. Okay, I'll go watch these people. <gasps> I think it, okay, I think okay. it was just a higher pitched voice like no! that. No, 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 no. no th- okay, no, no, no. so guys, I'll I'll be up here protecting the people. And he brandishes his oar <laughs> and gets a wide stance. And with the with the pot that's on his head, he he doesn't he doesn't look like he can protect does, much of anything. Does he have a greasy stain on his shirt? He, he does. He does. It's a it's kind of a handprint across his belly of where. Does he, he have any family? Um, no, it's just, well, it, well, there's lots, he doesn't have any family, but there's lots of families and people that are around him and they are actually looking to guy for some reason to protect them. And he's standing at the entrance to, to the shelter. I mean, with a pot on your head and a big, or who wouldn't want to be protected by guy, honestly. So Jed and Dave start walking with their torches towards the back of the shelter and Eventually, it's a big cavern that we're in right now, and eventually you do come to the the cavern starts to shrink down, and it turns into a tunnel. And I want everyone to roll a perception check. 20. 19. 19, okay. I got an 8. So, Dave and Galaxy, you two notice that none, even though that there's lots of people in this shelter right now, no one is willing to venture into this area of the shelter. Everyone is staying over by the entrance area. And just kind of get a little eerie feeling about it. A little bit, a little bit. I would actually go to the end because the dragon. Right, because the dragon's out there. So it makes it a little weird. Why wouldn't you try and go as deep as you can into the shelter, into the cavern? Jed looks around. He goes, hmm, these people are probably superstitious of these ancient ruins. These are very, very old ruins. Is there any writings on the wall? None that you can see. 
Um, but again, still very good stone craftsmanship. And it looks like whoever built this really did know what they were doing. Does it almost look like maybe dwarven or? Yeah, it looks like it could be dwarven or maybe um, old elves did it as well. It, it's it's hard okay. to tell, but we just know that it's it's hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. So you continue going down the the cavern. And eventually it turns to stone. So no longer stonework now, it's just rocks and dirt. Let's just be quiet. We don't want to awaken anything. Nothing stands out either. So you, you keep on moving. And eventually you do get to an area where the stonework starts again. And this stonework seems to be even older than the stonework that you had walked through before. This, this stonework is a little bit more crude, um, but it's still still fairly solid. And there's a big door hmm. a big stone door that's in front of you and i and and looking at it the the door is about 30 feet tall with one single seam going down the middle looks like it would open from the middle and swing out to to either side and in the middle of it inlaid in gold is a odd shape dave you walk up and you Lay your hands on this gold plate that's sitting in the middle of this door. It looks like a giant keyhole, but rather than a giant key being put in place, you notice that the shape that's inside this gold plate is the same shape as your mace. So your mace. <laughs> so we haven't gotten into this because um, I'm trying to pace this of where there's lots of there's lots of history and lots of lore that I have for the world that we're in, but I'm trying to piecemeal it out a bit as we come across it um, so that you guys are experiencing it for the first time as well as our listeners or viewers for the show. And plus, I feel like it has a tendency to stick a little bit more when we get into the history when it's actually relevant. So thousands upon thousands of years ago, the church of your church, uh, which worships Mishakal, the goddess, has 30 magical maces. These were maces that were made by the ancient ones thousands upon thousands of years ago. We don't know much about the ancients other than that they were really advanced in magic and technology. Even, even Dave being a cleric of that religion wouldn't really necessarily know Correct. much about the maces. Correct. Yeah, because as old as your religion is and as old as your weapons are, the ancients actually predate that by millennia as well. So what you do know is that your mace was actually in a weapon of the ancients that the original um, Mishakal priests had taken and imbued with um, additional magical properties. So it is a super old weapon. There's only 30 of them that exist in the world. So at any one point in time, there could only be 30 priests of Mishakal. So it was a pretty big deal that when you qualified to become a priest and they imbued you with this magical mace because there's so few of them that exist in the world and, and it's a powerful relic of the ancients that's whose value is immeasurable. So the fact that there is a keyhole here that fits that mace exactly has some significance for you. First off, whoever built this had access to a mace at one point in time. But it's hard to judge if it was a priest or if it had or could this door actually be even older than your priesthood? So could this have actually been built by the ancients themselves that used the mace as a key to get into it? Well, if the runes are kind of unidentifiable, 
It could be. Yeah, there's there's no runes that are on the door. It's it's a it's a stone it's a rough stone door with a seam going down the middle of it, and the only thing that adorns it is this gold plate right in the middle with a spot for your mace to fit in perfectly. All right. I will do it. I will put my mace in the door and see what happens. And you die. And I did. Okay. <laughs> All right. See, it was nice playing with you, girls. Seriously? Thanks no. for having me. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the well, show. Not. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. So you put your mace in, and it locks into place perfectly. And you notice that it's got some movement. So you put the mace in, and then you use two hands, and you twist it to the side. And. You hear stone, scrape on stone. You hear some machinery behind the scenes start to move. And then your mace shoots out at you. It's sort of just, not not like it's going to attack you. It just sort of pops out. And you catch it in midair. And the ground starts to shake. Dust falls from the the ceiling. And the doors slowly creak apart. Mimi, on the other hand, when you walk in, you see um, a, a stone cavern that looks very similar to, to the stonework of, of the door and lying on the ground are two ancient skeletons and you see something sparkle in the rib cage of of each of the skeletons these and these skeletons are so old that they're they're surrounded by dust like you think that it, they might have been clothing at one point or maybe even armor, but these skeletons have been here for so long, everything is just disintegrated around them. Um, I'm not going to touch really anything because, well... It's because, probably a good idea. Because I don't know if there's any traps or anything. But um, So I'm just going to peek over the skeletons and see what's in that, what's in the it's in there. Okay, but look at it. Be ten. So, so you're just gonna look at him, or you're gonna try not to touch him? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm just gonna lean over, like. Well, you lean over one, and you do see something glowing and glinting in the torchlight that's inside the rib cage of one of the skeletons. Um, I want to see. I, I and it, and it looks like it's a piece of of jewelry, and the fact that it hasn't disintegrated or tarnished or done anything for as long as this body has been here, it makes you think that it could be a magical item. But, but do you think it... But do You said there's two skeletons, each one with that same... Well, one of them has um, what looks like a, a piece of jewelry in it, and the other one has a magic wand mm. in it. I think you should just take it out. What's the worst could happen? The you could skeleton do, res- gets resurrected. Um, you could try and do sleight of hand to see if you could huh? reach into the ribcage and pull it out. I don't have sleight of hands. Yeah, you do. It's a skill. Oh. <laughs> or I suppose Bir- Bird Galaxy, you could always try oh. and do mage hand. But Birdie, no, Birdie, Birdie, you should get the magic. Birdie, you should get the magic wand because she's a wizard. Right. And it would probably make your spells po- more powerful. And we don't know, but let's, let's it, find out. And I really. Can I bless them? Sure. And then they can get an extra. Okay. So the blessing that is that's a level one spell, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, or, if, or is it level one? Yeah. It. Uh, yep. It's level one. So yeah. that would take up one of your spell slots if you decided to do that. Okay. Right now. So what I'm gonna so you might want to hang on to that. Okay. So what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna carefully reach and grab. So it. yep, you reach in and you grab it. Nothing happens. Bird. Yeah. Are you gonna do mage hand to pull out the magic wand? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> da, da. <laughs> 
Okay, you can't. You can't. You cast Mage Hand like ten feet away. Wait, wait. If I roll a twenty, then plus four. Yeah, I'm still gonna make you roll a sleight of hand. So you can. It's a cantrip. So you can cast the spell as many times as you want. So you got this magical glowing hand that's floating out there, but it still follows your movement. So I still want you to roll sleight of hand. Okay. Pull the using Mage Hand. You pull the magic wand out of the rib cage of the one skeleton, and it floats over to you. And you grab hold of it. And I want you now to roll a uh, an arcana check. There's a skill, arcana. It's at the top of your skill list. A-R-C-A-N-A. It's the third. It's yep. the third. Okay, roll that. 19. 21. Nice. You both did really good. All right, Galaxy. So the magic <laughs> wand floats into your hand, and you grab hold of it, and you start looking it over, and you start. you close your eyes, and you start sensing the magic that's in it. And Galaxy, you realize that this is a wand of the war mage you've read about these in your wizardly studies this wand while you hold it you get an additional plus two to all spell rolls so anytime that you cast a spell you get an additional plus two oh i'm gonna keep it all right sam you hold this this piece of jewelry in your hand um, and you close your eyes and you feel the magic that's coming out of it. And your eyes open up wide because you know what this item is. You've heard of this before. Um, this item is called the Insignia of Claws. What this does is this, this gives you a plus one to all unarmed and natural attacks and to damage with those same attacks. So if you turned into a bear... You would now get a plus one to your attacks and plus one to damage, and your claws and bites as a bear count as a magical attack. So there's some creatures that you can't hurt unless it's with magic. So if you turned into a bear and you bit them, they wouldn't cause any damage because your bite isn't considered magical. But now because you have this this piece of jewelry, and it's kind of a brooch that you would have like pinned to your shirt or to your bag or something oh. and as long as you have that on you if you turn into a bear and you bits a magical creature your bite counts as a magical attack and now your bite will do more damage as well and it will be easier for you to hit someone with your bite or your oh, claw attacks so mean. i should say with this magical item it only works on unarmed or natural attacks so it doesn't count um with your quarterstaff or your scimitar it only works with a natural attack like if you were to punch someone or as an animal, you use your claws, your teeth. Then, then, then it applies. So you girls have new magical items now that seem to be perfectly tailored to your two characters and your two classes. Isn't that convenient? So in this room, there are some writing that's on the wall. Um, and appears to be kind of a combination of elvish and dwarvish it's an odd mixture of writing that you haven't quite seen before um i want you i want everybody what who knows who, Gal- galaxy has comprehend language that's true okay so you could cast comprehend language if you wanted to but because it is I have any language any language but you know elvish does anyone in the group know dwarvish common halfling elvish oh and dwarven oh you know elvish and dwarven yes i do okay well, we Because yes. we're elves. Duh. Dave, I want you to roll insight. A fourteen. Fourteen. Yep. Okay. So you gather from from the writing on here 
it's a little bit of a warning, but it's kind of a soft warning. It's 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 hard to say. It's more like more along the lines of essentially saying like authorized personnel only um, should be allowed to to go any further into into this area. Okay, so it goes even deeper than where we are right now. Correct. Correct. I don't know if we. I don't know what we're doing. Well, we're trying to find another exit. Yep. But we don't know what the like. We don't have a map of this place. Correct. Wait, huh? wait do we speak English? I think we should just keep That's on. Called go- I think we should just keep on going and see. What if see. we ran run into some dangerous creature? And well, well, don't be scared. You got you got the cool weapons now. Dave's gonna start walking further. Jed walks into. Get him on Jed, back. oh Jed, oh Jed, could you please carry? And him? guys with us as well, right? No, no, guys oh, stayed back. Oh, he, he did. was oh, protecting that's, oh, the that's people. Right, that's right. That's right. Jed, Jed, oh carry us, please. My legs are tired. You're the bear. Your, your legs look perfectly fine to me. Jed, I can. I can um, use my channel. Well, I. So, but this, this is good that you're actually engaging with Jed because Jed has some things to to talk to you about. He says, so, do you remember the questions I was asking you back at the jail cell before? Nope. <laughs> nope. Is, 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 Greg, is Greg with us? No, Greg, Greg is what? not with us. Greg is not with us. Aww. Why, did you want to dance with him? Ew! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. So, so there's going to be a little bit of exposition from, from Jed here, because Jed... He breaks into it. He says, so we're, I come from a land far away, and we have legends about the three of you. It's, it, was your, it was my destiny to help you because you three are prophesized to save the world. We are? I'm the most powerful elf in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, I am Misty, so don't get all over it, Chicka Plum. And Jet says, Eventually, you will be. <gasps> what about me then? She'll, you as well. She'll be the second. How about that? No. So my people sent me out across the ocean to help you. Because if I don't help you, then there's a chance that the three of you will break the world rather than saving it. Seriously? That sounds like fun. Seriously. Yay! I will get torn in half. The prophecies are not clear. Like the Lego movie? Like the, like the Lego movie, sure. <laughs> yes, like the Lego movie. No, Everything the, is no. awesome. What's the Lego movie? Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool and we're part of a team. Everything, Everything is, is awesome. awesome. When you live in a dream. <laughs> Stage dive. Drop the mic. So Jack continues. And drop he's, the mic. Don't drop the mic. <laughs> Jed, Jed continues and says that I believe that these ancient ruins are the first step onto that journey for you folks, for the three of you, the prophesized saviors of our world. Everything is awesome. So, so does that make us authorized personnel? I believe it does. All right. Now I feel better walking, walking down this cavern. All right. So you continue walking down the cavern. And you come to a dead end, but in the floor is an opening. Uh, um, I'm going to throw one of my torches from my explorer's pack, and I'm going to see how far it goes. Why don't I have one? Okay, you drop it down, and it drops about 20 feet. Nah. And then you hear it 
playing onto something metal. And break. And that seems to be our only way down is through that hole. Yep. Does anyone have like light as a feather? I rope. Uh, Galaxy, I believe, has feather fall. Oh. Let's it, cast that on everyone. Come on, what are you holding? It's a cantrip, for? isn't it? Yeah. No. Is it a cantrip or is it first level? First level. Okay. But then I have three. Right, but we do have rope. Yeah. So yeah. let's use the rope because I might need that. Rope is also in my explorer's pack. Okay. So I'm lowering it down. I want everyone to roll uh, athletics. Nice. Natural seventeen. Okay, you, no problem. Go down the rope. I got an eight. You got an eight. Okay. <laughs> You got a nine. Dave, you fall off the you start so all of us start climbing down about halfway down. You fall and you hit Mimi on the way down and knock her <laughs> off the rope. And so Sorry. she starts to fall. And you just made chance to save us. Me. You could cast Featherfall on one of them. Oh. So but but um Mimi. Because then I could lift I could my strength. Jed actually catches you. As as soon as you get oh. knocked off the rope, he's able to reach down and he She's he grabs bear. you and saves you. She's a bear. Not Re- now. Remember I'm a doctor too, so I can heal people. Yep. Uh, so she, but, can you heal yourself? So Maybe. so Dave starts falling down. And it's only about a ten foot fall at this point, so is that that far to go? But and Dave oh. Dave, you take four points of damage from the fall. Is that all his points? <gasps> no, that's that's not all of his points. Good. No. How many points do you get? I have 14. So I have 10. So I have 10 now. <gasps> okay. So, but Dave, when you hit the ground, you hit the ground and it's a loud clang of metal. You're prone. On... Got the Tweety Birds flying around my head. <laughs> yep. yep. The torch that Mimi had thrown down is, is on the ground next to you. And you're about to go on fire. And I just made a bunch of noise. So if there is something down here, I don't think it's good. So, but you look around and it's metal everywhere. Oh, it's like it's like you're in a metal hallway. It's like the floor is metal, the ceiling is metal, and the walls are metal. So try not to get all sta- um get. But where did I go? You're oh, well, everyone else climbs down. So now everyone gets down off of the rope. Rope is still there. So this new area that you're in, because it's deeper, you suspect that it's probably older than the caverns that you were just in and are even older than the caverns that the shelter of where all the townspeople are in right now as well. You've never ever seen anything like this. You've never seen an entire structure made out of metal before like this. Even my hair? Even your hair hasn't seen it. (laughs) Even my hair is metal? Something seems fishy around here. Dave gets to his feet. Yep. And all of you notice you're it's a little off putting to be in this cavern that's made completely out of metal and everything is smooth, like the craftsmanship is perfection. Um, but there's a lot of dirt, there's a lot of dust and grime that surrounds everything, but the craftsmanship and the um, the ingenuity and the amount of effort that would take to build this structure that you're in um, should make all of you uh, be in awe of whoever did this was they had capabilities far and beyond of anything you've ever seen before. And that's when you start to hear some footsteps coming towards us from down the hall. And then there's two skeletons uh, that turn the corner and start walking towards only us. Only Minecraft with bow and arrows? Well, they, they don't have bows and arrows, but they seem to, they have, they kind of look like spears. Um... But they're really bulky at one end, and they've got uh, a, a pointed on the other end. And when they 
turn their eye their eyeless eye sockets towards you. They they let out a low growl or a moan, just um, and then they start running towards you. Dave's um, gonna do turn undead. Um, but this is this is a question: Are they the skeletons that we took the wand and the necklace? No, no, these are different skeletons. Phew. Like how okay. could they catch up to us and we didn't even see them? Well, they're they're gonna run towards you. So let's do initiative. Okay, sixteen. Sixteen. A natural fifteen. Natural five. What's the order? The order is the skeletons are going to go first, and then it's going to be Dave, and then it's going to be Galaxy, then Jed, then Mimi. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. You're going to get one So Jed guys. is out in front, um, and both skeletons come charging at him with their weird spear-like weapons, and both of them stab Jed. One of them gets him in the leg and the other one gets him oh. gets him in the side. No, no, get him in the butt. Nope, they did not get him in the butt. Butt cheek. Next time they will get him in the butt. Cheek. So he took two hits from them. If there is and next he got time. he got hurt. He got hurt pretty bad. Um so Dave, you are next. Alright um or heal. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a turn on dead and walk towards Jed. Okay. Um, I don't think we've ever done Turn Undead before. It's a saving throw. It says I, I don't have any kind of stats to roll for it. That's true. Cause, well, you would hold out your holy symbol, yep. and you would spout off some um, crazy clerical. Do you need the book? Religious to, stuff to go through it. Here, I've got it here. Yep, wisdom saving throw. Oh my gosh! <sighs> to describe the scene, so the skeletons run down the metal hallway, and Jed jumps out in front. Um, and they both stab him, not in the butt. <laughs> no, I got it in the bad spot. No, not in the bad no. spot either. He got he got stabbed in the leg and he got stabbed face, in the side. In the face. Not in the face either. In the heart. In the heart. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting worse and worse. In the belly button. In the belly button. Okay, he got stabbed in the belly button. <laughs> yeah. He got stabbed in the leg and he got stabbed in the belly button. The knuckles. <laughs> and. Just as, yeah, and so then they pull their spears out of Jed, and then Dave jumps in front of Jed, brandishing his holy symbol of Mishakal. says, be gone, you foul beasts. And they they stare at the symbol for a second, and then they just disintegrate and turn into a pile of dust. All right, <laughs> All right now I'm going to use one of my spells to cure Jed of his wound. Cure wounds. Cure wounds, okay. Oh, that was bad. Five. No, you can do the re-roll thing. You can yep. do the re-roll thing. No, well, there's only if he rolls a one on a skill check. And with this spell, there's no skill check. He just rolls how many hit points. Oh, yeah. Back. So five more? Sure yep. I was here for a blooper time. But that, that should help him a little bit. Yeah, though. for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good job, guys. Took care of those skeletons, well, no problem. I, I know, I'm the best. I'm the best. <laughs> I didn't do any. Continuing on down the hall, and... You go past a couple of hallways that branch off from the main one that you're on right now. And so this this complex or this structure, this metal structure that you're in is is huge. You could tell that you could spend days upon days of of searching this building. Um, so I want the three of you to roll a perception check. Wrong dice. 21. Nice. 
10, a natural 10. Natural a ten. natural 15. Natural 15. Okay. So Dave and Mimi, the two of you notice that there is actually a map that's on the wall. Oh, for Pete's sake, why didn't we notice that earlier? Because you just walked by it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why you rolled the perception check. You just walked by it and you noticed but it. Con- there would probably be several maps around here. Does it have a bigger red X that says you are here? Well, it's in a language that you've never seen before. I think I, have a map. I, th- I think Galaxy should uh, comprehend that language. But I still haven't heard of it. Hey, come here and comprehend this map. That's right, yeah, because Galaxy didn't notice the map. <laughs> Warming up that spell. Warm it up. Spits in her hands. Here we go. No, no, this is how you go. So to comprehend languages for this spell, you have to put your hands on the items. You'd have to put a hand up on the map, cast the spell, and then you could read it. Your hand starts to glow. Your eyes are closed. And then when you open your eyes, you can read the map. And what you get from the map is that um, this is the um, uh, the Barrymore Technical um, Research Complex. And the map has um, areas of where the labs are at, of where the um, um, where the, the vehicle uh, maintenance area is at. Um, you have where the crew quarters are at. Uh, you can tell where the bathrooms are on this map. Um, and one thing jumps out at you, that towards the middle of the structure is what's called the... Um, cargo transportation pad and that jumps out at you is that that might be a way to get out of the complex so this might be the back door that we were looking for to, to get the people out so and it's towards the middle of the complex um but it's on the level that you're on right now and galaxy knows exactly how to get there lead the way this way no no it's this way you don't know it I'm going to follow Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy? too. Okay. All right. So the three of you, I want you to roll a perception check again. Again? Yep. Lots, lots of stuff to perceive down here. <sighs> a natural 16. 19. Ooh. Natural 7. Natural 7. Okay. <laughs> to the right of you on the hallway, there is a door. It's a sealed door. And this door um, looks different than anything else that, that we've come across. Well, for, for one, it's not covered in grime. It's not covered in dirt. So this door that you <laughs> notice is it's, it looks brand new. It looks like it hasn't been touched by any dirt, any grime, any oil whatsoever. And there is a keypad that's next to the door with a blinking red light. And on the door is a window that goes in. I'm going to press one, two, three, four, enter. <laughs> Roll an initiative. Because I want to see how fast you do this. Oh, uh, I got an eight. You got an eight? Okay. I will do it. No, no, no. So, so Jed, mm-hmm. he reacts no, no, no. faster than you. And just as you're about to punch your numbers into the keypad, he grabs your little arm. He's like, don't. But I'm curious. He's <laughs> like, Be- Dad, be curious somewhere else. No, no, who's saying this? This is this is Jed. Insane. And he's probably much stronger than I am, so I'm gonna. And he also <laughs> says, "And whatever you do, do not look it in the eyes." So you can see through this window on this door, and in this room, this sealed room, is a figure that's 
that cloaked in in black and locked up. It's 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 not locked up. He's just standing in the middle of the room, but he but he appears to be frozen. Every couple seconds, there's this sort of flicker, um, and you yeah. see him. You see the figure move slightly, and eventually, after a couple seconds, its head is looking at you through the window. Wait, at me? Well, whoever's looking through the window I'm is, not, is looking not. through the window. I'm not. <laughs> so you're following Jed's advice to don't look it in the eyes. I'm not going to even ask what it looks like because then that means I'd be looking. Okay. <laughs> and well, Jed says, I got a glimpse of it as we were going by. And it seems to be frozen in some way, but... I believe this to be a vampire. Would we have a knowledge of vampires? Oh, yeah. Okay. Vampires are very, very difficult to kill. Um, a lot of times they can shape change. They can turn into bats. Um, can they turn into me? The older ones can can shape change and turn into bats. No, no, they can't, they can't change into you. But one of the things that they can do is if they lock eyes with you, they can... Like hypnotize you, they can charm you, and and, if we're looking at and that's the reason why Jed said, "Don't look it in the eyes." Because so he can like because make us he kill could the say, other one. well, he could say, like unlock, right? Me. Yeah, he could. Even though that he's frozen, if he locks eyes with you, he could charm you into opening up the door and releasing him. I'm probably short enough to where I can't see over the. Door. Actually, that's true. Yeah, you can't even look inside the window. <laughs> so besides, you can't even. You're tempted. Right. So, just I might have would to you, jump. Would you like to? Uh, would you like me to hold you up? No, no, thank you. I, I think we should just keep on moving on from this thing. I agree. This is not something for mortal men to do. All right. So you keep on I moving. Need my pillow. But I did want to push the button. I need my pillow. <laughs> you do come to another door that does have that's very similar to the the last one that we were at where it looks like it's brand new shiny doesn't have any grime or anything like that and it does have a keypad next to All it right, I'm gonna put my finger up to it but I'm gonna look at Jed <laughs> he shrugs I'm gonna start hitting buttons <laughs> <laughs> like like and and galaxy, you know this is the door that we want to go into. This is this is where the the trans uh, the cargo transport. So Dave goes up and just starts hitting random yep. numbers on it, <laughs> and it, it's making a beeping noise too, it is that, I, that noise. I really yep. like. Yep. Right, I'm gonna try to play some music on it, like Twinkle Twinkle. Or something. <laughs> door opens up. No no no. Oh, oh. he got the right. And the lights go on. And this room is shiny. Everything in this room looks new. brand new, <gasps> unlike the rest of the complex that we're in. Who's going first? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't. Jed is. Jed. Jed. Okay. Jed. Jed goes in first. <laughs> and I'm sneaking well, he behind pulls, him. Well, he pulls his big, huge battle sword out off of his back. I'm last. And he goes in with his sword out. And he looks around. I don't see anyone except for that vampire there. Seriously. Seriously. There's a, there's a vampire there, in the room. There's a vampire loose in the room. Yep. All right. We got to do it. He's loose? He's loose. You open the door. Oh, serious? Oh. Well, if it's any consolation is that this is not, um, this isn't a super old vampire um, like the last one. Okay. I got an 11. Okay. I got a six. Jed got exactly. a three. All right. I thought I did bad with my 11. Dave. 
What's your intelligence? So this is a house rule that I do because you tied with the vampire, and so whoever oh, has the higher intelligence. I got a. I'm pretty smart. I got an eight. You got an eight <laughs> intelligence. Oh, that's right. I'm not that Dave smart. Is, Dave is smart. Dave is dumb and smart and drunk. How smart am I? The vampire is going to go oh, first. No. Yep, and no, then it's going to be Dave. Yes. No, yes. No. No. So the vampire sprints over and attacks Judd very, very quickly. Okay, so the vampire runs over, slashes at Jed, and Jed is able to bat, uh, to swat the claws away of this vampire with his sword. But that left him open for the vampire to jump forward, and she and it's a, it's a girl, it's a girl vampire, and the vampire bites Jed right on the neck. Is anyone's, uh, oh. he's gonna turn into a vampire? All right, Jed, or I'm sorry, Dave, it's your turn. Is he gonna turn into a vampire? We don't know. Better I'm gonna not- cast Bane on the vampire. Better okay. not want to taste him. So Bane, blood. that gives a minus D4 to anything that the, the vampire is going to be doing. But what is the... Correct. What is the resistance or the saving throw that I have to do? Oh, it's a charisma saving throw. I got okay, it here. Got okay. It. okay. All right. I don't think this vampire is very, very charismatic. So it does not save. So what does that mean now? So that means it's got a minus D4 to anything that yep. it does. Okay. Or, yep. Uh, minus. Yep. One D4. All right, so Galaxy, you're, you're first then. Magic missile or burning hands? I think you should do burning hands. Because oh. right, you, you can sculpt the spell so that it won't hit Jed. It will only hit the vampire. Okay. Uh, roll three D6. Me? So D6 is in roll three of them. Four. Four, okay. Five. That's nine. Five. Fourteen. Okay, so you shoot the vampire with your burning hands and it's... And the flames, even though that the vampire is on top of Jed with its fang stuck in Jed's neck, you shoot out the flames, and the flames cup perfectly around Jed's body and hit only the vampire. And that causes the vampire to drop off of Jed. Okay. I would say you would be our best bet at surviving this Mm -hmm. if you turned into a bear. A bear. All right, so you run forward. You leap out and turn into a bear, and you attack with your claws, and you bite at the vampire. You got a nine? Okay. So you go out with your claw, and the vampire dodges it easily. So roll a second attack for your for your bite. Oh, I was about to say. You got an eight. You got an eight. No, okay. it said two. So, so you go out to bite the vampire in your bear form, and the vampire um, dodges that one easily as well. So now it's actually it's Jed's turn. What he does is that he opens up his mouth and shoots acid at the vampire. Oh, so he- because he's got a breath attack like the, the like the big black dragon, too. And he hits the vampire right in the chest with this acid from um, from Judd. So now it's the vampire's turn again. So the vampire's still up, but- the, Yeah, the vampire is still up. Looking pretty weak? Um, no, the vampire's looking, looking- Still pretty good? Still pretty good. <laughs> After he gets hit with the acid, you do notice that some of its wounds heal up a little bit. Who's wound? The vampires. So vampires have the ability to regenerate hit points every turn. So the the vampire will actually heal very, very quickly unless we can keep attacking and damaging it a lot. Mimi, the vampire is actually going to go after you now because you represent the bigger threat as the bear. So what's your armor class as a bear? 
11? Okay. So the first one hits. What, what hits me? What, what uh, the claws. She has claws? I'm just gonna wait. And you take ten slashing damage. What? She goes to bite you as well. You dodge and get out of the way. You. Mimi. What? You're down to twenty-five hit points in your bear form. Twenty-four. Okay. Go, Dave. Yeah. Go, Dave. So, so can I go, gauge go. Uh, Jed's condition? Go. Um, Jed is hurt pretty darn bad right All now. All right, I'm gonna use my last um spell here and I am going to cure his wounds. Okay. Again. Cool. But then you have cantrips. So nine. <laughs> nine points? Okay. Galaxy, you're up. Oh. Are you going to do burning hands again? Did that do really good? It did do really good. Yeah, I would use burning that again. Burning hands. Burning hands. Okay. Let's do that. So, let me roll for my burning hands. Yep. Six, four, one. Six, four, one. So 11. So Mimi, it's your turn. I got a so fifteen for my first. Fifteen hits. So roll the damage for your claw attack. Okay. Um. Okay. So you see, I got thirteen. So now, now do your bite attack. I got like I don't know thirteen. That one misses. So Jed slashes at Vampire with his sword, and he does hit her. Go, Jed. Ten points of slashing damage. Who hits me? So now it's the vampire's turn. He's healed again. He, yep, the vampire did heal a little bit as well, but the, girl. Uh, the, the vampire is not looking as good as last time. We are doing more damage than the vampire is able to heal. She's going to go after Jed again with her claws. Oh, not the Jed. Not the Jed. Oh, the and Jed. And she does hit with her claws on Jed. Jed is... Hey, I've so she slashes at Jed, too. and she's gonna go. She's gonna try and bite you, Me? Mimi. Yep, she's gonna try and bite what? the bear, and she does bite you. My vampire. No, you're not a vampire. You take 14 points of damage. Dave, your turn. She got 24. This would be an appropriate time to test out the channel divinity spell. You can dole out 13 hit points, correct? But, but you can't go over half. Yep, the player can't go over half their hit points. Okay. So you could actually give Dave, I'm sorry, you could give Jed seven hit points. You could give Mimi five. Okay. Does yeah. that sound good? Okay. Sounds good. Is it's always it's always good to have a healer on the <laughs> team. Galaxy, your turn. You just scream. Sorry. So I think you've got one spell slot left, right? Oh no, you don't, because you used comprehend languages. So you just have your cantrips left. So what's my best cantrip? Um, I think Firebolt. Is Ten. your best cantrip. Three <laughs> points. Better than nothing. Yep. Yeah, better than nothing. We'll take it. Mimi, your turn. Okay, so I'm gonna do claw first because that went really well. Yep. Fourteen. Fourteen plus six, which is an unnatural twenty, and that is a hit. So roll the damage for that. One and eight. Eight. Plus five. Nice. Good hit. Two. Now are you gonna do your bite? Uh-huh. Okay. 14 again plus 6 plus 20. So that, 20. That's a hit. So roll the d8 again and add 5 to it. 6. 6? Okay. Better. Jed's turn. After turn Jed away. slashes at it, this vampire is not looking great. Not looking great. She does, she does heal a little bit, but she is definitely bloodied. She is, she is hurting. And you can tell by the look on her face right now is that she's looking 
to get away from you now. It's like she's realizing this is not a fight that I'm going to win. But all of you block the only exit from this room. What about him? She could probably just jump over him. Right. Probably. Right, but there's a there's there's a seven and a half foot dragonborn and a grizzly bear yes. <laughs> and an elf and and a halfling that is standing in between her and the exit for this room. But vampires are are really strong. So this vampire is going to move very quick and it's going to try and bowl you. Mimi and um, Jed out of the way. So the vampire is going to come in and try and knock you guys out of the way. So what we're going to do is this is going to be a strength contest. So I'm going to roll a strength check. It, basically an athletics check for the vampire. Does it still get the penalty though for that? It would still get the penalty for it. Yep. Yes. Thank you for, for reminding me <laughs> on that. And each of us are also going to roll an athletics check. But because it's both of us, both you and Jed, we're going to take the higher of the two rolls. Okay, so she got a 15 minus D4. She got an 11 for her athletics check. Jed got a 16 for his athletics check. You get knocked over. You're not prone, but you get knocked out of the way, but Jed is able to stop the vampire. He grabs her, so she runs forward, knocks you out of the way, and Jed is able to grab her by the throat and throw her back into the room. Yeah, it's no, Dave's. You're all good. All right, so the vampire is in the back of the room, got thrown to the back of the room. It's more I, towards the middle of the room. More again. towards the middle of the room. Yeah. But if I wanted to cast Sacred Flame, I wouldn't totally hit any. Okay. Yep. Totally. All right, that's what I'm going to do. So what's the uh, the saving throw that I need to roll? Uh, dexterity. Dexterity? Oh, that's a strong suit of a vampire. Minus four. Pillar of... Radiant energy comes down out of the ceiling, and right before it hits the vampire, it jumps out of the way. <laughs> All right, Galaxy, it's your turn. Okay. So, um, how many damage does it have left? I can't tell you that, but it's looking pretty worse for wear. So I'd say do another firebolt. Okay, let's do this thing. I can use Man Chan and oh. choke her. No, oh. you can't use Man Chan like that. <laughs> she tries to do that every time. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Ray of Frost. You, so the yeah, you could do Ray of Frost because if you do Ray of Frost, it actually slows the vampire oh. down too, so it can't oh. move as quickly. It's like as fast as I could. Right. Yeah. Natural seventeen. That's a hit. Okay, so roll one d eight for for damage. Seven. Seven. That's a good hit. Mimi, the grizzly bear. What do you got? I'm gonna do this again. All right. Use your claws. Slash out at him. And I got a. That would be a fourteen. I still hit. Um, no, that does not hit. So, so your claws miss. So now do your bite attack. Claws are killing me. And I got a 10. And that misses as well. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. You're getting angry. Jed, you have to do this. You're getting angry. Jed, Jed does have to do this. All right, Jed. All right, so Jed is going to go in recklessly. So Jed is a barbarian. One of the benefits of a barbarian is that he can do what's called a reckless attack. Basically, what this does is that it allows him to get advantage on attacks on a creature, but that he goes in so recklessly, then that creature then has advantage on attacks on him oh. as well. And he rolled a 20. Oh, that sounds oh, pretty, pretty good. That's, so he gets double damage, right? He gets double, lots double, and double, lots double, of damage double, for this. So he screams out and just goes charging in, and one big swipe of his battle sword. Cuts the head right off of the vampire. Oh! Spray of black 
ugly oh. blood sprays across the room and the head goes rolling away. Oh, I knew that end. And the head lands right in the middle of the room on this circular platform. And, and is the head still alive? No, that no, the head is very much dead. It's very much dead. So what's the face like? And when the the, the face is is, no, this is it. You see the fa- you see the fangs, the vampire sticking out, and the the tongue sticks out of the side of its mouth, and, and it, the eyes see, are all white because no, no, the eyes no, have rolled in the back no, of its head. No, no, the eye since it's all black, then you just see this. Then you when the eyes turn back, you just see X. It's like a dragon's <laughs> eyes. It's like a dragon's eyes, just white. Yep. And go, so oh, when the oh, head hits this platform in the middle, the platform starts to glow, and through speakers, you, there's some, it sounds like a voice starts speaking something that echoes around the room. What, type, what language? You, you, you don't know. You, none of you understand the language. You would assume that it's the same language that Galaxy was reading off of the map earlier, but none of you recognize it because she doesn't have her spell yep. right now. So, and the middle of the room, it starts, it starts to glow and it starts to light up and little hatches and metal things start moving around on the floor. And the platform that the head is on actually starts to float up out of the ground. And that's when you see that outside of the room, there are three more vampires standing. So Jed looks back at the three of you and he says, my friends, get onto the platform. I'm jumping on the platform. Jump. I'm just going Without just, hesitation. But I'm just right, hiding. Well, are you going to be coming? So you so do you jump onto the platform? Yeah, but I'm asking are you coming? There's not enough room for for all of you to get onto the platform including Jed. He's he's too big. I will be holding it. Jed, don't die. And he turns around and he starts slashing at the vampires trying to hold them at bay. And you see you start to hear the machinery whirl up and you see this clock starts ticking down five four three two and then there's a bright flash of light and the last thing that you see is Judd slashing out at these vampires and trying to keep them away from the platform that so you are dead? on but you don't know but that's just the last thing that you see was Jed versus three three vampires oh, that's gonna be hard. the room that you appear in next looks very similar to the one that you were just in but it looks it looks older it looks it's dusty now it's grimy and there's sunlight that's coming in because part of the room has collapsed and there's actually daylight that's coming in and there's a dry breeze that's coming in in fact there's even sand that's getting blown in and in the room 20 people that surround you and they all they're all armed with weapons um and spears and bows and arrows and everyone looks startled and looks at you and draws their weapons (laughs) 